This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to Two Black Guys with Good Credit, the show for the financially curious and the financially knowledgeable. Today, we have another installment of our Market Watch episodes in partnership with Cadence. I know you, you got that first dose last week, but we're back with more to get your investment game tight. Sean, Karen, are you guys ready for our fourth Black Guy with Good Credit to join us? I mean, that was as long as he's here, Matt. Born ready for more Black Guys with Good Credit. <laughs> as long as he's in the building. Is he in the building? Prath, are you in the building? I've arrived. Prath is here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we're glad to have you again. We enjoyed uh, last week's Market Watch, which told everyone about alternative investments. Well, before we bring Prath on, I just want to make it clear for our listeners that uh, Market Watch is one of our new shows where we are basically studying the market. We are doing this with, in conjunction with Cadence. And Prath, who was here last week, will be joining us to give us you know, some information, give us tips, give us some game on what we need to know. So. Without further ado, Pratt, can you give us a little um, idea about what's been going on in the market? Well, thanks, guys, for having me back again. Uh, yeah, happy to dive right in. So, you know, I think it's been a crazy year, as we all know. Um, you know, with COVID and everything, back in March, we saw a lot of volatility. Everyone was trying to figure out what was going to happen with all the stay-at-home orders. And you saw, you know, that being reflected in the markets. Uh, you know, all the stocks were kind of tanking back in March and April. And then they've really just been on the rise ever since. I think a lot of people were rotating, you know, into stocks that they thought that would make a lot of sense uh, with, you know, this new world, this new reality that we're living in. Um, so you saw a lot of te- technology stocks really benefit from that. I think like Zoom and you know, um, you know, Google and Amazon and all the you know kind of the high flying tech stocks have done super well, um, just because you know that everyone's kind of at home using those services and you know, kind of buying stuff online. So it's kind of natural to see that. But then, you know, I think the market kind of overheated a bit. You know, all those tech stocks were like way overvalued. 
And then you started seeing some stuff kind of come back, you know, at the end of the summer and then into September. So I think we're kind of, you know, back where things, you know, were right before COVID. Um, and, you know, it's just been a wild year and probably a memorable one for, you know, both good and bad reasons for uh, everybody, depending on which side of the coin you were on and all those trades. Right. This has been an absolutely bonkers year. And so we're here together to help everybody make their money do better <laughs> in this crazy turbulent year so that we can all come back in 2021 so much richer. And last episode, we talked about alternative investments. And so this week we're talking about private versus public investments. And you guys, I hate the idea of my money sitting around doing nothing for me. So what is the difference between a private investment and a public investment? Yeah, so the difference between private and public is really, you know, it, it really just comes down to the amount of disclosure that's out there and who's regulating it. Um, public investments are, you know, kind of public stocks, public bonds, public meaning that, you know, they are registered with the SEC, that there's you know, kind of quarterly, uh, you know, disclosure, financial uh, disclosure around, you know, the underlying companies that are putting those uh, kind of securities out there for the public to invest in. Um, and, you know, it's, it's generally a more liquid market because there is so much information out there. So when people think about markets, they, they typically think about public markets because that's what you see when you type in a ticker on Google or whatever. Um, private investments are, are a bit different. You know, they're, they're stuff that's, you know, not widely disseminated by the market. It could be real estate. It could be private credit. It could be private equity. You know, if, uh, if a buddy of yours is like, they're trying to raise money for a new business and you're, you know, wanting to write that first check into it because you really believe in the idea. That's a private investment. You know, the rest of the market doesn't know about it. Your buddy doesn't need to disclose financials every quarter because otherwise they'll be too expensive for them. So that's kind of the, the biggest difference is, is disclosure, in my opinion. That sounds so risky and scary. Are private investments better or worse than public investments, in your opinion? Yeah, it, it, it really depends. So, you know, information cuts both ways. Like if you have a lot of information about something um, more than anybody else, you can make that educated decision and kind of make that private investment with the full confidence that you know all of the risk factors, you know, you know, how you can kind of get your return and get your principal back. Um, and, you know, I think that it, it's really just a matter of, you know, understanding what's going on and the information available to you. Um, you know, there's, there's really risky public investments out there as well. They're just, you know, whoever's putting that stuff out there is making it very clear that it's risky, but it's really up to you to decide whether you want to invest or not. Do all public investments come in the form of government bonds? No, no, not at all. So, I mean, government bonds are, you know, a category of public investments because it's basically the government issuing securities to finance, you know, its operations and being able to pay public employees and, and everything else and pay off for debts. Um, so it's just a category, um, but public investments are, you know, anything that, you know, a major corporation issues, if they're a publicly traded company, um, anything in the public domain is, is a public investment. So Brad, I know you're a Cadence guy, you, you work for Cadence, and I, I, like I said in the previous episode that I'm an investor of Cadence, and I think with private and public investment, there's obviously money on the table. So tell me, how does Cadence get involved in either a public or private investment? Yeah, so we actually only focus on private investments um, because, you know, there's there's a lot more opportunity there. You know, in the public market, there's a lot of existing players. It's a crowded space um, between investment banks and, you know, all the public companies that are out there and, and the larger transactions. There's a lot of information flowing 
floating around out there. But in the private market, it's a very much who you know type of business. And we're trying to change that. Um, it's also a very opaque market where you don't really have as much information typically. And we're also trying to change that as well. Um, and so an example of that is that every, for every one of our deals, we actually produce these uh, surveillance reports. Um, they come in daily formats, weekly formats, but basically these are being done in a more frequent nature than what you would expect in the, in the public market for like a you know, similar security. And we think that information is power at the end of the day. And the more disclosure that you can provide around what you're getting yourself involved in, the better. And, and we're really trying to you know, uh, change the paradigm of what private investments really mean. Well, one thing I love about Canis when it, when it comes to that respect, I mean, I think you guys are gluttonous for just giving high returns. I mean, I'll just get these titles, earn 11.75%, earn 9.75%. And I think you guys are just really active in trying to get the best return for the investors. So I, I admire and appreciate that about uh, Cadence. Of course not. Well, we appreciate you being on the platform, Sean. <laughs> um, and, you know, there's a ton of these deals out there. And that's that's the issue that we were looking at when we were first um, you know, thinking about what to do here in this space. There's a lot of people out there making great returns. Not everybody knows about these deals, but we wanted to do it in a systematic, standardized way where everyone can, you know, invest for as little as $500 and get involved um, and have a piece of this this pie that um, that only a few people had access to before. So... You guys do private investments, but for public investments, that's kind of more widely known, right? And more, maybe a little bit more um, known and accessible to people. So in your opinion, because it's election time now, right? I, I have to ask. <laughs> if, oh, Lord. Big ready, Pratt, for this question, Pratt. You don't want this question. <laughs> I'm, I'm bracing coming. for it. I but you know what? <laughs> I'm waiting for it. Go ahead, Karen. What's your question? So my question is, when we talk about public investments, are we talking about something that has any sensitivity to politics at all, since it's public or could be government issued or government regulated? Not that private investments are unregulated, but like that's different than something that's issued by the government. So, you know, it could, could there be a better or worse kind of public or private investment, depending on the outcome of the election? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so if you think about, you know, the, the agendas that both, party ha both parties have in terms of what they're trying to get accomplished uh, with whoever candidate they're putting forth, like they're all backing certain sectors or certain initiatives that have implications for companies that are public. So an example of that is, you know, kind of the Republican Party has typically been, you know, pretty pro um, oil and gas in, in this country for a long time. Um, so, you know, if there was a Republican candidate that came forth and won the election, um, you'd probably see, you know, energy stocks rally, for example, that are specifically tied to like oil and gas. Whereas if, you know, perhaps a, a Democratic candidate won, um, you would see you know, green energy and, and stuff that's kind of anti-oil and gas probably win the day. So that's just a, one example, but there's plenty more where you can always tie it to their policies and what the downstream impacts are for the companies that are actually playing in that space. Okay, but they're not like, the investments themselves are not political per se, right? It's just like what part of the market would go up or go down depending on the political climate that's happening. 
Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's no. There's no Republican bonds out there. Okay. <laughs> that was your question, um, right? You want to trust bonds? I will. I will follow the money, guys. <laughs> I am a black guy. So, like investing <laughs> in hydrochloroquine or whatever, whatever it is. Like. Whatever it is. Yes. <laughs> Okay, so Pratt, so we, we framed this kind of private investment versus public investment. So do you have a preference? Do you think one is superior to, you, to the other? This guy is so competitive. Why do you got to go sports analogy? He wants to know, Pratt, who wins the race? Private yeah. or public? Like, exactly. Like, you need a winner. The point. Is it a Kobe? Is private Kobe and public that's, Michael? Like Jordan? That would that's be Kobe would be the point. answer. But anyway. It, but. It, yeah, that's what he wants. You know these personalities, right? One sports guy and then there's Karen. So, yes. Who wins the race, Brad? perfect sense to me. Listen, I'm, a, I'm all about a balanced approach. You know, you, you want a diversified portfolio. You want a little bit of public. You want a little private. You want a little Kobe. You want a little someone else. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's all about mixing and matching here. Um, and making sure that, you know, no matter what happens in, in the overall markets that you, you come out on top, or at least you have the best chance to. All right. Well, that brings... Oh, you spoke well in this environment, like a true politician. In this political environment, you, spoke, <laughs> you gave the right political answer. You just kind of sat in the middle there, Pat. Sat on the middle. It's a tie, man. Like it's a tie. Well, that brings another Market Watch episode to a close. So all you out there trying to uh, raise your investment game, I hope you found this informative. We want to thank Prath again for coming. And uh, I'm Matt, one third, fourth, or, you know, whatever. Uh, I'm Matt with two black guys with good credit. And I'm out of here. Okay, I'm Karen. I am a third of two black guys with good credit. I'm the blonde one, and I'll see you guys next week. And I'm Sean, the uh, the better third, fourth of two black guys with good credit. And once again, I'm loving these market watches. Press, thank you so much. And like I say every week, keep your money in a damn pocket, but give a little of cadence as well. And I'm out. Thanks, guys, for having me again. It's uh, it's great to be an honorary member of the crew here. Two black guys small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because rust-oleum's new custom spray five in one gives you control with five different spray patterns so you can tackle nooks crannies edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.